Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Joe Thunder back once again with another episode of the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast, podcast, podcast. Latest and greatest in hip hop and cannabis news here in Denver, Colorado, but we covering shit from all over the motherfucking world. Got another banger for you today on the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast. Shout out to Be Good Dispensaries, our official sponsor. Catch them over there on 11 West Hamden or up north on 120th across the highway from Boondocks for all your marijuana needs. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we got a banger for you tonight. These guys got a show tonight. Y'all really need to check it out, man. But we got Elder Sensei in the house, Artifacts. What up, what up y'all? Legendary status, you know what I mean? How you doing, brother? I'm all right, man. I'm kind of high right. Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> wait till, I, wait till <laughs> a couple starting more. starting off right. getting yeah, lift wait, off. Wait till this one right here. When this one goes up, okay. then you're going to be like, oh, man, Sadat got a little taser. And you see right. where he's at. He's knocked out right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out, shout out. We got Master of Ceremonies, radio host, MC, yes, producer, sir. what's going on? One, two, three, and the place to be, Master of Ceremonies, a.k.a. Willie Maestro, Southwest Stand Up, Albuquerque, Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah Booker yeah. in the house, you know what I mean? And then right next to him, we got Just P in Just the Just P, the house. black man, and salute, salute, what up? Hell yeah, Jamaica Queens, Jamaica right? Jamaica Queens, shout out the whole world, shout out the whole NYC. How you like Denver, man? You've been here a couple oh, times. Oh, yeah, I, I like it. I have a lot of fun, man. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could stay longer. Wait and just we, absorb the scene, you know what I'm saying? Wait till we get out tonight, because it's oh, hell Ohio, yeah. bro. Yo, there's you... chicks everywhere, like. Oh, man. It's going to be, and the, where y'all performing is literally right across the street from where they have the big mm. main shindig, or whatever they call it, man. Is it like an out, outdoor event? Yeah. So they just going to be celebrating out in the open. For sure, for sure, man. Sweet. Fire. Hey, but welcome to the podcast, man. Thank kinda, you, thank kinda, you. Kind of tell them where you started, man. We're going to go with the, the master of ceremonies right here, you know what I mean? How, do, you know, how did you kind of get introduced to hip-hop and... How'd you kind of get started in these scenes? Because you've been out to Denver a couple of times, you know what I mean? With L. Oh, yeah. yeah with Tash. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Razcast. Razcast. Yeah. I've out here with Alcoholics. Nice, Chino man. Excel. How'd you kind of get started in hip-hop, and how did all that start, man? Man, well, I'm, I'm in my 40s, so I've been at it for a minute. For a minute, right? Yeah, yeah. I had Ain't an uncle that rapped, and um, he kind of, like, inspired me. So when I first started rapping... I would take my older brother raps to school that he was writing, and then I would just pass it around in class and let other people read it. The crazy thing about it is when I started writing my own rhymes, they were saying I was getting better. So that's kind of like where I first started rhyming. Um, but I would just do it around in high school and everything. And then uh, I moved to Germany. And when I moved to Germany, I got with some brothers, uh, Mad Rush and the One Love Fab. Shouts out to them. They started putting me on shows, taking me to radio stations. And how and old rap- were you when you were in Germany? Uh, I, I think I moved out there when I was 19. Yeah. So I started recording like around there. Before that, I had never recorded anything, just rapping around school. You know what I mean? It's like you said, taking your brother's raps, right? Taking kind my brother's rap. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts out to my brother, Tommy. What was he listening to? Or what was he kind of influenced by? Uh, we was listening to everything. It's crazy because we was talking about rap a lot records earlier in Ghetto Boys. So we was listening to Ghetto Boys, uh, of course, Tupac, a lot of gangster rap because, you know, at this time, I was living in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh-huh. and, and in the 90s, LA, yeah. yeah, in the 90s, you know, it was a lot of Bloods and Crips shit going and on. That's so. what we were just talking about earlier. When they got booted out of L.A. or they could no longer either go to jail or move out of town, the first spot was was Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. The second spot was Denver, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think Denver's like, I think a lot of people came here because they wanted to kind of get away, but kind of start their own shit, you know what I mean? Like... 
not really have anyone above them. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And yeah. when you're already from a gang from L.A. and you're in Denver or even St. Louis or anything, everyone's going to look up to you, no doubt, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, in Vegas, it was crazy because it was a lot of, uh, you know, at schools, you couldn't wear certain teams, you know. Uh, yeah, for real? everything that you you see on Boys in the Hood, Jerry Curls and Chuck Taylors and Dickies, that's that's that was the the climate out there. It was really know? gangbang like that. Oh right? yeah, yeah. What year was this again? I'm sorry. We talking early '90s, man. Because I was gonna say I'm, I graduated in '92, okay. and I missed the summer of violence here when that shit started cracking. Like it was, I remember little things starting to happen when you know my senior year and whatever. But I kind of went to Albuquerque and stood there. I didn't come back for the summer or nothing, you know what I mean? But right, it kind of right. went down, like gangbanging was getting real, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, drive-bys on the first day of school. For like, real? Yeah, Damn. man. Wow. It, it was wild. It was wild. Our, my school was, my high school was like the Crip High School, bro. And I remember like on those half days or those days when you would have finals, you know what I mean? Like the Bloods would always come to our school and like, you know what I mean? They would try to fight the Crips and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. They would try to run up in the On school site. and shit, and like I just never understood it, bro. Like, how you run up in the school full of Crips? It's it's crazy, man. Because <laughs> five of y'all. Yeah, I mean, like right now you see Bloods and Crips hanging together, but in the nineties that shit didn't fly. Everything was segregated, you know. That was, yeah. Where'd you go after? Like, what happened after like Vegas? You said you moved to Germany. I moved to New Mexico, so I was out in New Mexico. Um, I moved there my first year in high school. Graduated. Then my pops. He was in the military, so he got out the military, and then we moved to Germany. And at first, I didn't want to go, because... Uh, you probably yeah, weren't having it at all, I right? was like, fuck this, but <laughs> <laughs> when I went out there, and I was... Mind you, I wasn't in Albuquerque. I was in a small town called Clovis, New Mexico. Oh, that's so, even worse. Yeah, so, I mean, and I've always been a hip-hop head, so the most hip-hop I got was Rap City and The Source magazine. When I went out to Germany... Because, you know, the, the military bases, you have so many different people, different walks of life. Yeah. Um, so even we were talking about mixtapes earlier, you know, the brothers on the base, they were selling them the Clue mixtapes, Tony Touch mixtapes. Um, so, yeah, I kind of got exposed to something different that I didn't see in New Mexico. And then, um, yeah, I was reluctant to to even step foot off the base. And I was working at this pizza shop, and these guys, they, they took me downtown, and I went to a club right after work, mm -hmm. and I met a brother by the name of Bushy Eyebrows. He, he passed out a CD to me, and he had his contact information. Now, in New Mexico, we didn't really have anybody that was trying to make it in rap, so when I met him, I was, like, really intrigued by him. So took his information down, called him. He introduced me to my man, Matt Rush, and then from there, it was, it was on and cracking. Yeah, what's like the hip hop scene in Albuquerque nowadays? Is it like grown? Has it gotten bigger? Cause like like I was, I was down there in ninety two, ninety three, man, and I don't ever remember hearing any kind of local music. Right. There are a couple of dope DJs. You know what I mean? I remember one thing, man, is I give Albuquerque props for, is they used to have a super dope mixtape show like every night. Oh yeah. Like Denver's yeah. never had that live mixing DJ, and like I'm talking getting down, down. Like, right. I remember there was this cat, and I don't remember his name, but he used to DJ at one of the clubs, but he put Black Trump beat to Timberland and Magoo, and it was like the wildest shit I ever heard, bro. And he right. would just come up with those crazy, just fucking acapellas, the beats, and just make you fucking just want to be a DJ, bro, for real. And yeah. I'd go to the club and watch him DJ, and like he would just play the illest shit. 
Yeah, a lot of dope DJs out there in Albuquerque. I mean, Albuquerque, the culture is alive out there, especially all elements. Yeah, we've never really had any artists that kind of like, you know, took off completely. But, I mean, in this day and age, that's not even necessary. What we're doing right now, that's, that's what you need to be doing. But um, the scene is dope out there. We got a lot of artists, different kind of... Is it still uh, Wild West out there, bro? Because Albuquerque's dangerous. Like, oh, it yeah. go down over... I know it can go down anywhere and it can go down, but in Albuquerque, that shit, could, you could just be at the stoplight. Yeah. And before you know, you're in some shit. Like, motherfuckers trying to... That's a fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm... To be honest with you, I'm at work, and then I go home. You might catch me at the grocery store. If there's a hip-hop event, I'll step out, but I ain't trying to do too much mm-hmm. you know i don't want to be a victim at the wrong place at the wrong time because that's one of those places it can happen definitely a lot of drugs out there people ain't thinking clearly so you know just I be a victim of circumstance a, the war zone the other day i was like you ain't oh, never yeah. been in the war zone i'll pray for that's some place you don't want to go I was like, well, the whole thing is like the war zone now because yeah. the drugs are so bad you got these people spread out all over albuquerque man it's a sad it's sad out there well my homie told me about new mexico he's like the fucked up thing is everything is generational wealth yeah so like these kids are entitled and they don't have to work for anything. Their pe- their parents got land and it's already old paid money. for and it's old money. Yeah. So by the time they get it, they're all fucked up on drugs and they just let it go to shit. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Then before you know it, it's like the. That's why you got to marry their daughters. <laughs> <laughs> got to wife them up, huh? Yeah. Hey, you guys yeah. are talking about mixtapes, man. What are some <laughs> of the classic mixtapes to you of all time? Mm. Well, because like like I said, like. I'm going to tell you a story, and this is like some toy shit to me on my behalf And once I really actually think about it. But I'll tell you, I thought 50 MCs was one big session mm-hmm. for some odd reason. Oh, oh, when you listen to the tape. Yeah, I thought it was just one, you know, like like he had all the homies just ran a 24-hour fucking or a couple-hour thing, and everyone <laughs> came through, and it was done. And That's, nah, your, that's I, your favorite mixtape? Mm, I'm going to say DJ Rectangle. No, DJ, okay. I don't know which one. I would say, yeah, DJ Rectangles, too. Because he was, like, I'm telling you, he was that cat that could get the wackest acapella, whatever. You get Ice Ice Baby. And he put it to some beat that would have you fucking rocking out. Crazy, you right? Know what I mean? Yeah, he'll have Ice Cube yeah. rapping on a Tribe Called Quest beat. Some crazy, you know? wild ass shit. And his intros were always the sickest, mm-hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, But, like, we never knew about, really, like, the New York stuff. I know about Clue. I know right. about Doo-Wop, Flex, Tony Touch. But I'm sure there's a million other MCs. Oh, definitely. DJ Craig G. Yeah, Craig exactly. G. I mean, you know, Diamond D used to make tapes. DJ Envy was making tapes. Envy. Finesse used to make tapes. Fuck, I mean, Slate. He kept it going, too. Lil' Finesse used to make mixtapes. Buck Wild made a few mixtapes. But the more famous ones, I would say, coming up, and in the nineties, Ron G, Ron G, Ron G see, and, and that was the thing. These, these you knew which DJs would do what, mm-hmm. you know, as far as a party. Mm-hmm. DJ would have a mixtape or CD, uh, tapes, uh, CDs or whatever. So like, Ron was more like the cool out tapes where you can have instrumentals, hard body joints, but have R and B songs mm-hmm. where you would appreciate them. Where especially like with women. They riding the car, they hear all these beats coming on, but then they're hearing Mary J. Blige on some yeah. joints, and you know they kind of doing that double Brown tape exactly. So you know, so so Ron Ron was known for those tapes just as much as Kid Capri mm. and Brucey e. B. and all them was known for their different variety of tapes where it would seem like when you were in the car you'd be at a party, mm-hmm. more or less. You know, just listening to the exclusives. So and and then you know later on, it's turned into the 
where Clue got bigger. DJ Drama came in. Yeah. You know, people started, and this is where the mixtape started going away. Yeah. Because Cash was getting so much ex- exclusive stuff before the albums would come out, and they it, was, would, they, it would I affect think, um, the record sales, and you know, so I this think, is um, how Drama many. Drama was talking about it where. He was the first one to get caught. They no, run. no, 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 no. DJ Spinbad, may he rest in peace. Right. What, what DJ they, Spinbad had one of the illest mixtapes ever. Spinbad, where huh? DJ Spinbad I remember that, was man. the first mixtape DJ to have the feds come and shut him down. Wow. For this one mixtape he had because he had two. And one of them was just a mashup of all these 80s songs. But he had them shits blended in so good where he was, like I'm saying, like the first guy to have these songs blending in with the original songs. Oh, and, with the old songs. But but these were all 80 songs, hit, hit songs, top 40 songs. The way he blended them so good. If you didn't hear these songs before and you just started listening to this tape and from hearing these songs on there, he took you on a journey on this tape so crazy that when we heard, when everybody heard about this, it was bananas because like, Damn, people started trying to figure out like how good was that tape? Right. Where because he was selling them so much, and because that now became where the radar would come in, where labels and companies started paying attention. They started paying attention to these guys making money doing these tapes. Now, what Drama was saying is they were getting so much exclusive material just for their tapes that the record companies were thinking it was their material, but it wasn't, it wasn't even really their material. It was the exclusive, but they kind of tagged it as that. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where, like you said, it all started, man. Everybody started getting... That's why that's why the mixtapes started being presented as albums now. As so albums around that time, Flex, yeah. you know, Formats of Flex became one of the, the first, first DJs first to have first. albums uh, like yeah, yeah. the Frankie Cutlass. Yeah, Frankie us. Cutlass. Can't you know, him. They started making them, them albums. compilation albums. Clue had his. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Professional. Yeah. The professional. And two. And two. And two. You I was going to ask you that, too. That's what I'm saying. In your guys' opinion, what are some of the best, like... Mixtape albums, like you said, the professional, mm. and then some of the best producer albums, like say, like when JD put out was it 1842 or 1842, like yeah. who else put out like producer albums, like you know what I mean? Dr. Dre. Well, let's let's uh, start. So Pete let's, Rock's album, yeah, like Pete the Rock, Soul the one Brother. with Dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was um? We're we gonna start off. We're we gonna start off with Lord Finesse, but he was more <laughs> on the MC tip. You know what I'm saying? When he when he did his stuff, right? He was producing his tracks, right? Though, but I kind of looked at him more as a rapper when he was. Yeah, like people didn't know Finesse started doing beats more professionally was when he started working with Biggie. Right, right, right. So, you know, Juicy and, you know, the remixes he did and, and this, this, uh, the Suicide Joint, like these, mm-hmm. that was Biggie. Like, yo, I like, you know, Finesse sound, D-I-T-C sound. So that's where that came into play. Are we but, counting Dr. Dre in this, though? Yeah, well, Dr. Dre, Dre had, he had it, that though. one album. Now, he had, when he, he was the, rapping the, or um, a compilation? Been there, done that. you can say, That's the first or, album. Or the firm. You can count the firm. Nah, he nah. also had 2001. The Chronic. The Chronic like, 2001. That's like an album, though. That's, that's like, that's that's not same, like that's a mixtape. That's not like a producer album. But that's it's like, still more of him and everyone else, not yeah, just by himself. It's like to me, that's like the Dynasty, too, with Jay-Z. He had all the homies that made it bang, you know what I mean? Right, but Pete Rock had an ill album, Soul Brother. Yeah, so that's just the decade was up, bro. Survivor. Soul Survivor. Okay, Kid okay. Capri had an album. Too. He had an album the too. Clue had that one. The professional was 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 amazing when it first he had, dropped. He had That's because it was Royce right there. 
and Method Man on the track. Yeah, yeah they were getting mm-hmm. some fucking putting in some. Clue more. had them for a minute. Clue had it for a minute. I'm not gonna front. That's what I hear. I, I have not heard many DJ Clue mixtapes. I need to listen really. To that well, well, we, well, we talk about the I album. did because I grew up on yeah. yeah. Album wise, you know, he no, had I, a lot I of had the album. Yeah. The Professional came out what '98 or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? But um, that was a good producer. You, you gotta uh, say which one is yours. What your favorite producer album? Probably the Chronics. You know what I'm saying? Not not really the Aftermath presents. <laughs> not really the first album when he left Aftermath, but definitely the um, the Chronic. The both the Chronics, the old one and, and the second mm-hmm. one are both. You know what I'm saying? A good DJ album producer, DJ Honda. DJ right, Honda right. was good, and right. Pete Rock's album Soul Survivor. That was a good one. Pete, Pete it was, I'll say this with. Pete Rock's album, I can't Pete find that. Pete and I say, all right, we go, if we're going to go early first producer, Rhymer albums produced by producer. And Kanye. Rhymer. We count Kanye? No, no, no. Let's, let's go to, let's start with Diamond. Diamond D. True, true. Diamond is one of the first Stunts producers true. Uh, to make, produce his whole album, rhyme the whole album, feature other artists on the album. And only one song, only one song he didn't do, and that's the one Q-Tip did. Uh, yeah, Q-Tip produced one on there. So him and then, like, say, Pete Rock, being a DJ on the radio, mm-hmm. being a producer and rhyming sometimes, but became an MC. And within the album that he produced, where it's a compilation of other artists on there, but he's on the songs with them for our Soul Survivor, part one and two. And then, you know, but we, you know, Dre. talking about Dre... In the same way, yeah, it's, same it's way. Still in the same, same way. You same know way. Know so so the, these, all these records, I, gonna be looked at. Yeah, these still dudes are MCs, You don't count Dre. Mostly I just, I count as, as like a, as his, I count his as like a but his Dre, album. But I get. I told you what you're saying. He had. What about the he is a he is a producer <clears throat> and the Alchemist. Alchemist too. Oh. The Alchemist too. The yeah. Alchemist too. I would say JD, DJ bro. Mugs. And JD. Soul Jay Dilla. Soul is Mugs too. Mugs too. Mugs too. But Soul with Jay Dilla, yeah. Jay Dilla. In, use, in Welcome to Detroit album. Mm-hmm. That album is the same as, when, like I said, with Diamond and Pete Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. When you listen to the whole album, he's on some of the songs, but not on all of the exactly. songs. Exactly. And I was going to say, going to that is one thing about Tony Touch. He would always drop a couple bars on his mixtapes, right. you know, mm-hmm. with the little right. freestyle. And see, look, even Tony Touch albums was dope. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's... I consider like I that said, goes Frankie back to Cutlass, Diamond, definitely though. A monumental album, Fifty. Frankie MC, Cutlass too, hell yeah. Monumental, Fifty, hell yeah, um, definitely. Duwop, Forty Five, monumental. Okay, okay. Duwop was doing, Duwop was doing this thing yeah, too, definitely. Funkmaster Flex albums, them shits was crazy. Duwop was one of the first DJs that could rhyme really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember his hell yeah. Hold, yeah. hold his own on other songs with them. He was like kind of the ones that was really getting the exclusive stuff. Tony touched it. That's what inspired him for his 50 right. MCs is right. that long ass intro mm-hmm. on number 45. I'm, I'm going to tell you my favorite mixtape album. Saigon Warning Shots. Oh, okay. Like, that's my favorite shit right there. I like Saigon. That's the one that had that song on um, Niggas Come Through, and that nigga shot them in the head. Stop it, sing. That yeah. Was, yeah. Is that a mixtape yeah. that he let put out? That's when he, yeah, let him go. It was a mixtape, yeah. yeah. That he put out? Yeah, because that's like a, that's, that's like a, that's my next one. What are some mixtapes that artists put out, like the 50 Cents? You know what I mean? The Those Saigon, are classic. You know, 50 yeah. Cent, the, the G-Unit mixtape run was who fire. Who the motherfucking Dipset mixtape run was fire. One of my favorite ones was um, Evidence, bro. Oh, right? The dilated the people, that fucking yeah, Cali yeah. one. That yeah. whole Ooh, shit from uh, front yeah. to back. like Evidence, The Strong yeah. Arm Steady mixtape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who are, who are some mixtape 
guys that people don't know about. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, some that I know from, like, the Bay, like, the gumbo mix. Have you ever heard that? Macadocious Nut or T-Ski, those fools from the Bay. They were doing a lot of that R&B, yeah. what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to tell you, so East New Mexico is right on the Texas border. So we was getting a lot of DJ Screw tapes, too. So a lot of people, and it mm. Screw at first, I, I couldn't <laughs> listen to it. I can listen more to the R&B songs than the rap songs, mm -hmm. but, yeah. You know, the thing with Screw is, like, I have to listen to some stuff that I've never heard before that screwed. Like, I don't want to hear T.I., you know what I mean? Yeah. Chopped and screwed or Hail Mary. But you Tupac. can listen to the Isleys. But yeah, or I can listen to Chopped that, and screwed. Or I can listen to yeah. Hawk or like Zero Chopped Do or screwed, Die or something know? like that. Yeah, Twisted. Was that shit like a big influence in Albuquerque to people? Or? In Albuquerque, uh, yeah, because I mean, you know, it's a car culture out there. So, you know, a lot of people got systems and everything, and screw tapes was. At, at one point, was crazy. Yeah, yeah. shout Espanola. out Espanola, low rider capital of the world. Low rider capital. My homie Maker is from there, and I went down there for a weekend to kick it with him. And it's crazy because the roads are all fucked up, and he's like, people had to put hydraulics to get their fucking low riders in. So that's how we got the hydraulics to get them through the fucking streets. And it's like, shit, you know, New Mexico shit looks ghetto, bro. And they'll have a fucking bomb ass fucking garage with like four lowriders in that bitch. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah, $100,000 each type shit. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Hey, so, what do you guys, be, what have you been doing lately, man? Have you been traveling and you been doing any shows? Because I know you've been to Denver a couple times. So, me personally, right now, like, I just started a label, Clocked In Records, and uh, I just, we did uh, Just P, we released the physical. Album with that. Oh, shit. Okay. I did some some singles that I dropped. Um, working with Empire for distribution for the digital, and then traffic for the the physical. And then um, next we got the uh, album Just P, Body Bag Ben coming up. So we're gonna try to drop that this summer. All, all right. digital. All right. Yeah. And then book whatever shows, whatever shows people out there get at us. We trying to make that work. So have they been yeah. picking up lately? I mean, right now it's, it's show season. Like you looking, LA is crazy right now. Yeah, that you concert know. in Vegas today, bro. I wish I'd have known that shit was going down. I would have went. Which to that one is shit. that? Mm. It was like fifty motherfuckers. Is fifty Nori, Mariah oh, Carey? Oh yeah, I think I seen yeah, it. Like everybody, yeah, yeah. I went to the Rhyme Fest in, in LA a couple months about a couple weeks ago, and that shit was lit, bro. Yeah, like, I seen. Oh, you went out there? Yeah, that yeah. shit was fun. Oh, oh yeah, bro. <laughs> Kicked it with Afro and fucking right. Farside and fucking, That's what's you know up. what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm trying to go to Back to Basics this year. Trying to hit all that shit, man. Trying to take the podcast kind of on the road, you know? Right. That'd be fine. Hell yeah. Hey, well, Just P, kind of tell us a little bit about you, man. Like, you're oh, from, man. you said you're from New York. Yeah, I'm from New York. I mean, I was Real. born in Long Island, Huntington. I moved to Jamaica, Queens when I was 20. Ran all through the streets. Once I moved to, Jam I moved to Brooklyn first. Once I moved to the boroughs from Long Island, it's like the suburbs to the city. I went all over the city, but I got years in Jamaica, Queens, and been doing this music shit for a minute, and here we are with good peoples, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But oh, even yeah. without the music, I'm just a very interesting guy. I mean, I've lived life, you know what I'm saying? So I know many different people for many different reasons, you know what I'm saying, as well as I know you guys, you know what I'm saying? And one thing I've, I've always liked to do when I encounter, like, just hear stories about myself or, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh, yeah, because my name is Pierre. That'll be like Pierre from over there. Just P is short for justice and power or just P because it's always like Pierre's always doing something. Oh, that's just P over there doing something crazy or, you know what I'm saying? It's always been like that, but I'm just a real interesting guy. 
Either way you cut it, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Does Jamaica Queen does it have like good parts, bad parts, or yeah, it... yeah, yeah. I mean, it has good parts and bad parts. You know what I'm saying? How Jamaica was it like Queen... growing up there? Were you well, like I mean, around a lot, a lot of the rap culture. I mean, yeah, that's a whole another thing. Just because, like, like, yeah, and that's not has nothing to do with Jamaica Queens. But just real quick to, before we get into that, Jamaica is big. There's like a lot of big parts where it's a mixture of like suburbs because like from long island and then you get the big buildings which is the city but long island is like suburbed out kind of almost similar to like this you know what yeah. i'm saying so um but when you get closer nassau county then you cross and then it's like so you'll get like a house and then you'll get fucking buildings and shit like that or you'll get like jamaica certain parts just be houses like south jamaica is just houses with one project 40 projects basley's like further on but there's good parts, you know what I'm saying? Like lower, like north side is kind of good, where it's just hardworking middle class black people, which is dope. You know what I'm saying? And even in the south, you know what I'm saying? Because people could just do dumb shit anywhere. You know what I'm nah, saying? For real, for real. Oh, How, yeah. How'd you get into rap music or hip hop? Uh, as far as writing rhymes, I just been doing that since I was a kid, just to express myself. My family's musical, and then I've been around, like for one way or another, I met a lot of interesting people and shit like that, but. As far as like professionally, you know what I'm saying? I did muses with like musics. I did fucking albums with um Chamber Music Records. That's kind of how I met him. And I started working with Chamber Music in 09. And that was just off the grind of what I had. Like you press up something and you work in your opportunities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I came across G Clef, started working with a lot of Wu Tang affiliated because that's what Chamber Music does. And then shout I did that. Yeah, shout out to Clef. He just called me too. I got to call him back. And then even that, taking that and also doing my side, like me, my project solo, you know what I'm saying? Me and my partner, GS Advance, we've been doing albums since, that's someone I went to high school with, you know what I'm saying? So we put albums out and things like that, but every step, every release, you go a couple of steps further. That's one thing I look at, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what it is, you know what I'm saying? Professionally since 2009. Who you know are some I mean? of your like influences? As far as music or yes, hip hop? Hip hop. Man, Wu-Tang, Tribe, um, Tupac, Snoop, um, Scarface, you know what I'm saying? Um, Ice Cube, Kid and Play, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? What? Yo, yeah. when I seen that part as a kid in the first movie, that made me start writing rhymes. Like, you know what I'm saying? He went home and started writing rhymes, you know what I'm saying, when he came from school. And well, as I a kid, I seen it. I got the Kid and Play comic book. Uh, remember the cartoon? The Marvel, in the, yeah, the cartoon. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, I kind of fake seen the remake and was okay with it. And that just came out like a month ago. But, but that's just, hip-hop is my form of um, expression. Like, my family's musical. And um, I write, like, books and novels and things like that. But I want, like, that's my chosen medium where I use rhymes, you know what I'm saying? And that's that, you know what I mean? And I'll be doing that either way. Hell yeah. Hey, let's talk about who are some of your favorite, your favorite MCs, you know what I mean? Top of the list, like... True MCs at all. I know there's so many categories, but like, you know what I mean? Like, no categories, huh? No categories or just whoever? Yeah, no categories. I mean, per, you know what I mean? Like, your personal, you know what I mean? I like Pac a lot, you know? Pac is like dope. You know what I'm the thing Pac? about Pac is he's one of my favorites too. I felt like you can feel Pac. That's the truth. Right. And like, I get that a little bit with Kendrick in, in, in certain shit where you feel that shit, you know what I mean? And it's like that emotion, mm -hmm. like. And people said he didn't really have bars. Like, he didn't have he, crazy bars, but he wasn't whack by far. You no, know what no, I mean? no. He, was he just wasn't about, technical. He was talking about fucking knowledge. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, for exactly. The most part. Yeah. 
Kendrick is a, nice. I think that's a misconception too. Like with yeah. with the with the the bars and everything because they already say he's not lyrical. Well, well. he was a voice. I mean, yeah. music yeah. is an expression. Hip hop, rapping, that's a form of expression, and it doesn't. You don't have to be spiritual, miracle, lyrical to be right, considered right, right. a lyricist, you know. And I think Pac. That's you know he was on a different timeline. He right. talked about like you said a lot he was a situations. voice. That was a, a yeah. great mm-hmm. way to put it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like he's, I wrote he's books reports about a book reports about Tupac and shit like that. Like he was way different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He and was you can tell different. the passion that he had for the culture and for the art. For the so art. just because he wasn't, you know, yeah, doing, doing metaphors, sim- similes, and metaphors and shit. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We, he wasn't we, doing all that. We can't discredit, you know, because he gonna get on the track and get MC. busy. That is true. I, mean, I always say, you know, you have your favorites because of what people do. It does. Nobody ever likes the same thing or the same MCs. Cause everybody gonna true like that. all MCs in different ways because of how they affect them. So for me, my favorite MC is Farrell Monch. You know mm, what I'm saying? That was like, dope. My favorite MCs are like cats like Buster. Like mm-hmm. they take me to a place of where, like, damn, what made you think of that? Like Black right. Thought. Black Thought. And I think about these people and how I was introduced to them, listening to their early music, whether he was in Roots, because that's how I heard him. Mm-hmm. And I, when I heard him, I was like, damn, I mean, that's OC. You know, when you mm-hmm. listen to people like that, grew up it, on that it, it makes you, mm-hmm. you know, special ed for me. Special Chub, ed. Chub yeah. Rock. Chub Rock. Yo, that was one as a kid. I was, a, yes, like, oh, man, you brought that back. DOC. DOC. You know, these, these people have, you know, and you, Buckshot. You Buckshot. Know, everybody that I name, I always said is like, you know, I don't know if you ever seen this episode of the Super Friends back in the day where all the Super all the Super Friends lost their powers and Robin had to be the one to get all of their powers to save them mm. in time to get them and then get their powers back. But it was the first time you got to see all of the things happen in one person who have no powers. So when you think of all these, these MCs, I think like, if I had to make a robot or make a super MC that I could mold into, I would think of all of these MCs. And I think about it and when I write my songs and what I've learned from all of these MCs I talk about. So when I think about my top five, like I said, I talk about Big Daddy Kane, Coogee Rap, Chuck D, uh, Rakim. You know, when you listen to these people and their the voices they have, not alone, not just how they spit, what they all gave me mm-hmm. coming up knowing like this is the bar that I have to get to yeah, to be considered it. any kind of way like them right. and this is how you get influenced into doing these things and that was what my goal was even even if I didn't think it was possible I just was like if I ever want to get in this I want to be regarded in a way like that I was going to ask you, do you remember the first time you heard the Pharaoh Mons, Nate Dogg? Oh, yeah. Most Death song? What'd I mean, you I heard it. I heard when, I mean, because look, like I said, I know who Monch is. And to know that him and Most is on the song, I know what Most can do too. But like they asked Nate Dogg, what's the one song you could think of collaboration wise that's your top favorite? And he said, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And Rap City. And they, was, and they, ah, they yeah. said, wow. He said, why that song? He said, out of all the songs you could have picked, he said, because that was the first time I was in the studio with some dudes who really, really was emceeing, like really mm, getting busy. busy. And I had, and, I, and it made me feel a certain way where I just came up with that hook, but they made that happen for me inside where 
I never been in a room with two guys. So he's Nate Dog even said and co-signed what I'm saying. Like he never heard no months do a guy in the studio with him. All that shit he was doing, Nate was like, wow, this is what it's about for him. Right. So for him even to get that off his chest, for me when I heard it, I was like, you know, Munch is in an alien. MC form type <laughs> shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's not a lot of people like him. That's so funny. What do you think about his new rock shit? I mean, like I said, there's not a lot of people like him. <laughs> he even pulls that shit off. Yeah, it, it took me for a double take. I seen him not too long ago and he was doing the rock shit. But like, it's, the, it's yeah. the 13. 13 and organized confusion and right, right. is the, his alter ego. So that's why it was convincing for me to see him doing it and was working with good people doing it. What's crazy is like, I, don't, I probably don't even think like someone like Pharaoh was mentioned on that top fifty list, mm. and they have no idea. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you not put that cat? I mean, those that know know. You know, he's on that list, but is he, was may he? not be as high as me. We may want him to be, but who is? Yeah, dwellers. You got to look at a lot like, of. But cats. him, you got to do like a, the most lyrical MC, and you put him there. You put some, you know. But that's why but I can't that's pick where, a but favorite. See, that's where yeah, it's exactly. like that's where yeah. you're gonna run into roadblocks because exactly. it's like. Being an MC is about being everything, and even where it's like you know, where how you're already being lyrical, right. being an MC. Our, our our level of MCing may not be the average person's lyrical taste of what we're talking about. So, for some, where we look at super MC, these people here can't even pretty much follow it. Yeah. So their brand of what they listen to is this. That's true. And then when they get into this, maybe they'll be like, oh, you know, I see the difference. Because that's the clashing of what we say where it comes from, like, MCs and rappers. Right. You know, a lot right. of people listen to rappers where, like, we listen to MCs because we looking, we looking for the lyrical in them. And it's not in everybody. So you have to accept there are tiers of MCs that we listen to where they say God MC and... You know, backpack MC and this MC, conscious MC. So is is it, it can't be that. It'll just be when you hear these people level wise. If you put them in the room and lock everybody in and everybody say their best verses, go. And if that has to be the judgment of everybody that's in the room, nobody's gonna say. They're just gonna say, "Wow, he was better than him," and he because they're gonna now look at, "Wow, he was more of a presentation and lyrical and." Yeah. Characteristics, so it's, then that's when people would look at it in that way of what we was about to say. Right. I was gonna ask you to be a considered a true MC. You got to be able to freestyle. No. No. No, because that's another misconception. Because like then you're gonna, you're gonna run into like, where how do we judge MCs that freestyle and how they make records, and then how do we judge MCs that make records that don't freestyle. Yeah, I mean, there's like you said, there's too many components to it. Like, because you can say I can, cause I consider Papusa a top MC, mm -hmm. but like he doesn't make good rap trucks like Drake. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the numbers, you know what I mean? But he can fucking spit his ass off. Like, but there's a lot that goes into that when you compare, make that comparison, because it's like a machine and then not a machine, a, a consistency, yeah. True but that. then a machine where not as a year years in consistent, but evident because it's on every day and it's a great skill set to have as an mc but yeah i mean like tino excel is one of my favorite mcs but the shit that he say 
that's not coming off of freestyle. Right. So, not to take away anything from Chino because I don't know his freestyle skill set, but the shit that he writes, I couldn't imagine that him freestyling. So I wouldn't be as entertained right. to hear him freestyle as like like I am when when he's on the record. And that's like a, that's a lot of people. Not a, a lot of people not as nimble on the brain to jump around on on tracks to not write shit down. Go in the studio and just layer it up. You know, it's cool to do, but it's like, you know, I always feel like your best things will come out when you concentrate and when you do sit down and focus where it won't just be flashes. It'll be consistent, like boom, 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 boom. But I know a lot of I know a lot of dudes that can go bananas and and all it is is being contained. Because a lot of MCs that freestyle feel like when they do get on the 16 bars, like, yo, I'm not saying enough in the 16 where when I freestyle, I can, I'll can get into a, you know, groove. But when you wouldn't, you know, I always say, if you can contain yourself mm-hmm. and bottle up the freestyle attitude and aspect of now knowing that you got three chances of 16s and an eight-bar hook in between to make an impression rather than one long freestyle. A cannabis. <laughs> Not even so much him, but just really, like, when you think about how you... And I think that a lot of focus has gone away from the care into doing songs, where people go in the booth and feel like, you know, they go spit four, come back out, spit another four, say, hey, look, that's cool, but right. in, the, in the form of, like, the song making, the form of making a hook, an anthem, a remembrance of when the song goes off, you're waiting for it to come back on again, even if it's on the radio. You won't get tired of it, you love it. This is was gone, the care of doing songs. Because people now focus on just like, yo, my 16 gonna be hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like, what about the build up in the 16? The, 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 the giving something to somebody to say, yo, I remember that song was like, wow, let's play that again. Right, right. You know, and that, oh, yeah. that element is gone. And because yeah, of say, everybody concentrating on just saying no, the hot no. things and not the hot whole song. Right. I respect the art of freestyle, but, like, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to hear brothers freestyle all night. Like, that shit is irritating to me. Like, I mean, I respect the cypher. Um, but then some people, they just want to do it for hours and hours and hours. And then, <laughs> you know, the skill level starts <laughs> decreasing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not as entertaining. Like if I'd rather hear a adult written. Do you consider a written on the spot a freestyle? Like when you because yeah, I was gonna say I mean, there are different definitions of a freestyle from back in the day, right? I, like back in the day, a freestyle wasn't off the top. I think a freestyle is whatever you want it to be. Right. Because I knew dudes that freestyle think, and say some written and go yeah, off yeah, after exactly. the written over. They go yeah, into freestyle. do that. They mix it up. That's what I'm saying. When you put it, I think it's just impromptu. It makes it a freestyle mm-hmm. to me. Uh, to me, that's the it way. Makes a match. Yeah, if you want to, because you could spit a written that's on the spot, and you know what I mean it could be well, considered we're talking freestyle. Talk about mixtapes too. Like right. you, you see on the mixtape listing, it'll say freestyle, mm-hmm. but that's true. It ain't off the top freestyle. Not at all. All, right. yeah. all them ciphers in BET where they fucking practice it like four fucking times. And then and pick the best fucking take. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. No because doubt. it's impromptu. You know what I'm saying? Heck yeah. Hey, what do you guys think of Denver, man? You guys have been here a couple times. I love it. 
Yeah. I mean, it ain't just because of the weed either. The, the sites, <laughs> no, the sites are dope. I've been out here a lot, yeah, Cervantes cool. and stuff like that. So the people I've been coming here. Go. I came here when y'all lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> Which was, that was, that the one was that Peyton Manning? Yeah, because that one was that one was sad, bro. That I mean, was that I, first I, play. Of and the we game. was in Idaho first, and we came here, and, and like people came to the show, but you could tell the town was sad. I love Denver, but I'm gonna be a hater, sad. man. I I don't want to see y'all advance in the playoffs. Though. Why is that, man? Yeah. I'm a Mavericks fan. Huh. How are you talking about Nuggets? Yeah, I was just talking about that, that today. How <laughs> how the fuck do you have Luca and like Luca's? He's one of my favorite players. Young and don't players, make bro. don't make and the don't playoffs. Don't make the fucking playoffs, Cause, bro. Because you made decisions on letting people go earlier than that when you let Brunson go. That's a fact. That's, That's what happened. Fact. But y'all on fire. Y'all, y'all probably got the best team on the West. Yeah, definitely. But yo, there's there's a Jamaican spot out here. I think it's called. I can't even remember. I was out here with the alcoholics and we went there. And I gotta find that place again, man. That was like the best sure Jamaican food it. I ever not had. Too much, too yeah. many spots. Yo, that's yeah. a dope name for it though. It was called I can't even remember. And maybe people like you, that'd yeah. be like, yo, there's a spot. And it'd be but called I, I can't even remember. Yeah, that's a fucking yeah. dope. You're ass gonna have idea. like the listeners all looking for like, some I, place. I can't. I can't, I can't even remember. That'd be fire. Yo, write that down. Write that. Yo, I wrote that. There we go. Now that's dope. And yo, shout out to Stat Man over at uh, Bar Red. Yeah, for sure. Because he been about keeping to, about to order going. some food too. Yeah. <laughs> heck yeah, heck yeah. Hey, what kind of new things you guys got coming out? You guys got so you got any new music coming out or? Um, well, I'll say this uh, right now: uh, the Artifacts album is out. Uh, no expiration date. Produced by Buck Wild. If anybody want to cop that. All the vinyl is gone. I have no more CDs going, but you can go digitally and pick up the album on any streaming site, Spotify, whatever, Apple, Google, all that shit is up there. Um, new tour coming up this this uh, May and June in uh, Europe. Me and my man DJ Mr. Lynn from uh, Company Flow, Jersey DJ representative. We going on the road, and um, it's, it's like... Being with Lynn on the road is like being with Chaos. He does the same thing, same mannerisms. So it gives a big comfortability for me. Um, we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna put out a new album uh, very soon with my man, Tony Galvin, may he rest in peace. Uh, peace. This is gonna be a lot of uh, videos for this album, a lot of guests. Um, I'm not gonna say too much right now, but I'm gonna put out a single maybe in June after I do the tour and put the, the album out maybe before the fall. But um, four four albums gonna come out back to back to back, and y'all gonna see all this stuff happening. But and for right now, no expiration date. Salute the Tame One, DJ Chaos, man. They rest in peace. Um, this is not this has not been easy. It's been a little difficult, but a lot of things that's still gonna happen. I'm gonna make happen, and y'all just know that you know the tradition will continue. Hell yeah! Right, Shit, right. our condolences go out to you, bro. You Definitely. know what I mean. Yeah, I, right now I got um, I got a group. I'm in a group called American Poets 2099. So we about to drop a new album. Um, like I said, my man Just P uh, oh, yeah. working on dropping his. Um, I got an EP that I'm doing right now that I'm just gonna do digitally. Uh, put that out there as a rapper, and then I got a producer album that I'm working on as well. Um, doing some production for Spice One for his new album, Nevermore for Crucial Conflict, doing some oh, stuff yeah. with him. And I was going to ask you about that, man. How did you become connected with some of the cats you have? Because you, you, you know. Just the networker, man. Razz, Kaz, Spice One, Tash. I, you know, hip-hop, 
I'm I'm a fan first, always been a fan first. And then I just have so much respect for the culture. I'm a hip hop junkie. So right. a lot of opportunity that I had to, you know, build with a lot of brothers, just, you know, exchange contacts and wherever we can help each other out, that's that's where I'm at with it. So that's where I'm here. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. It's been Me building too. ever Me since. Huh? It's ain't yeah, about we... just some MC shit, y'all. Oh yeah, he's yeah. good people. It's all business, you know what I'm saying? Black yeah. business, every kind of business, as long as it's this is about like growing in business. Us sharing knowledge, you know, me being a uh, an elder and, and understanding my role and, and what I'm standing for right now. And, you know, I, we, we, we talked a lot even about even before we even started doing, you know, multiple shows and doing shows like this, even this weekend that we're doing. This is just proof that um, when we put plans together, things can work. You know what I'm saying? Like this man is good at what he does. You know, it's not Definitely. a lot. Of, it's not a lot of black cats out there doing yeah. what we're doing, what he's doing. You know, so I always say this. You know, when I'm, Absolutely. you know, a lot of times when I come out west, I'm gonna tell y'all. You know, I always say this. A lot of times, I always wonder where the black promoter is, because we're kind of non-existent. And this is this is the thing that I'm gonna say too. That's dope, and it's a reminder. Majority of times that I do shows out west is all most of the time a, a Mexican promoter, and maybe sometimes a white promoter. Never really a black promoter. So I rise up when I see that because when I look at how where hip hop come from, when I go out west, I don't see a lot of my people that deal with the culture part. It'll be the the fancy part mm-hmm. and the MCs the bigger names that. Cats to get together and bring out, but it's never the culture part. Why, why do you think that is, though, Elf? Um, it's like with everything that we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, cats, it's also a, a, an age gap. It's a bridge where uh, with, with older promoters, they'll do as much as they can to do this, but because there's no attention to the young cats about just this thing in general, the way real... Not, not say what real hip hop is, but there's no there's no light shown on it because younger cats of our age group that's still going to shows and maybe some in their twenties and thirties they still participate where the younger generation that's in charge now don't t- participate because right. you see the music that they're putting out. They can't. So, so they get shot where, up. Where, where, where we come from is always going to be younger and older where the young. Young older dudes like yo, they don't know nothing. The younger cats like they too old. So there's no togetherness with until you see like some cipher BET cipher or like they did at the Grammys where they go from older all the way to the young. You saw how it changed from big big party records and hooks and anthems and then hip hop array and and buddy and everything. And then it went to just the trappy part of it. And yeah. then the, the that's when you've seen the decline of of us older generation not giving correct education to the younger cats to let them understand, like, look, we here with y'all. Look, we put, we are performing with y'all in the same environments and shows and festivals. So I think where we went wrong is not teaching that part of it, but it it, it can work. It is working. You know, it's a, it's a lot of parts where I think now they understand that, you know, when we say passing on the torch and when we say that it's uh, – is the bridge and the gap of the of our generations is just us saying to the younger cats like look man look we 
we know y'all like don't have no grandmaster flash of y'all generation like right. the young generation don't have no self-destruction they have no awareness of like where to stop and come together is what it is so we're trying to deal with it in a way where like even through music but there's still levels of the music underground hip-hop this kind of hip-hop it's radio poppy hip it's all this shit got singing and rhyming it's, it's a lot of stuff so but the you main know what i find out is that a lot of brothers make fun of underground hip-hop. right because it's not because they feel like it ain't gonna make them no money they feel it but then when they see today's 50 50th year anniversary now everybody is so-called into it now a lot of shows going on a lot of festivals going on a lot of stuff where people like yo, yeah, but see, but look, it, it's not convenient to be that. It's this, this is what what it is. Every year, celebrate hip hop in a full in a full way. You know what I'm saying? Like you have afternoon shows where it's the throwback show. Then at night, it's all the little, it's all the little you know other sh- music, but it's not it's not together. You go to parties, they have a section where to be the throw part, throwback part, the radio part, the reggae part, the, the oldies and goodies part, and Ozzy, they you know, but then. It's because it's a party. It's everybody in the party you have to cater to. Yeah. And hip-hop ain't that way where it's catering to everybody. Nah, just certain different people. levels of so much. So much mother shit. So many people, so much stuff that you, it has to be. But it's it still also has to include everybody, too. Just because this is what it is, I understand it. But there are no really no black promoters that deal with underground hip-hop in a way like he said because they like, well, ain't gonna give me no money that's backpack blah, 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 blah. do your research right. it does well that's what i was gonna tell you man i need to hook you up with my homies from the cycle realm too because that's oh, a no, whole, no. that's a whole different element of yeah. a, a group of people you know what i mean yeah i've been to their studio and recorded out there in the, uh, yeah. uh, at the drug lab out of Cali. Yeah, we was talking about it last time with Razzcaz, remember oh yeah. yeah 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 hell yeah yeah they got their own little whole movement out there in Cali. Yeah. There's do, some cats that do. I saw out there, yeah. man, that really impressed me for, like, that I, I kind of didn't know about. These cats called Coyote were fucking tight as fuck. Mm-hmm. And this chick, Reverie. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Killing it, like, Reverie, you know what I mean? Even, um, is, 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 is Vel Wonder? Where's Vel yeah, Wonder from? Or Vel Nine from? She's from over there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Snow the Products from over there, right? I thought she's from like Texas, no? Yeah, she's from Texas. She, Snow's from Texas? Yeah, yeah she's from Texas. And, and, and Vel's from Cali? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're both nice. Oh, yeah. They got some dope uh, female MCs out here? Yeah, this chick, Nay Renee's oh, pretty man. dope, man. There's this chick, she's a singer, she's R&B, her name's Rachel Bay. There's some cool singers, oh, rappers here and there, you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I was going to ask y'all, man, by chance, do y'all have any verses or what? You down to kick a verse? I mean... You got some for us, Just P? I mean, I do. You if, got an acapella or what? Yeah, but are we rapping? We rapping? Okay. I, I got it. I got no, it. No, no. I make. I the, know that's what I'm saying. I, I, if everyone's doing it, I'll do it. But if not, then leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? But if you need me to, I, I'll spit something real quick. All right, so then I'll do it, Dave. Okay. I'll make the skin on your hair raise once my rhyme is spoken. Cut the head off Medusa and throw it out in the ocean. How dare you get the notion that you deserve a title? Put your mouth on the curb is how I serve my rival. One hand on the Bible, I swear I'm never scared. If a rapper want to take it there, I'm well prepared. These bitches stare. Whenever I enter the room, the reason why? Because I'm fly like a witch on a broom. I understand you might listen to whom. I'm not a fan. Get the trash can. I'm listening to MF Doom. Grimy nigga. Even even though I'm still well-groomed, one of the illest people saying get well soon. 
Never had a silver spoon, fam, I eat with my hands. Got money for a feature, I will meet your demand, my rhyme content. Open up your pineal gland, if you're remedial, then you might not understand. The only way I can pitch it is I give it underhand. Ha-ha. Damn. Yeah, I like that, I like that. Check it. Right, Yo. Sparring sessions with Zeus. I swim laps around Poseidon. I'm eating salmon with his trident. I spark a L with the lightning. Frightening. Potential surpasses Mount Olympus. My first rhyme book, I wrote that with hieroglyphics. Polo shoe wearing. Pussy wall tearing. The weight of the world, the crown is overbearing. The bitches and the fellas know. I'm gang related like in Helico. See me everywhere I go. is Matalo. Day hello. Now in a minute, you'll be trespassing. On some what you doing here? I ain't just asking. The swordsman. No talk, nigga, just slashing. I'll make you wear a buck fifty like it's just action. I'm. Psh- I'm mad smack, but there you go. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, I don't even want to. That's it? All right. So to you, did you want, I mean. The Black Menace. The Black Menace. I feel like I got to. look out for the, the body bag I mean, being out. Yo, first, first of all, um, yo, Just P, The Black Menace, Body Bag Ben album, motherfucking Just P and Bow Fat, Supreme the Almighty, that's coming soon. Um, Just P and Swab. That's coming soon. You got a gang of shit. I mean, I try to work as much as possible. I mean, I'm mad smack with the fucking cookie and I'm stumbling over words. But yeah, check my music. Check me, whatever. If we get in, I'm with the shits. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Crazy. Uh, you guys got any final thoughts? Any last words? Any? Yeah, man. We're about to go knock this show out. Go get yeah, ready. Yeah, word, word, word. Uh, word yeah. up. to the bar red. My man Stack. Me and Sadat. Yeah. Man, Just P, Master of Ceremony, we about to come through. My man, DJ Hush, is waiting for us. About to go give him the stick and let him put the music in and make this happen. Shout out to Denver. Shout out to the Southwest, man. We, I, I want to build with more Southwest MCs, too. So, yeah. On the Instagram, it's yeah, M-A-S-T-A-O-F-C-E-R-E-M-O-N-I-E-Z. That's Master Ceremonies master with an ceremonies. A and a Z on the end. But, yeah, Denver MCs, reach out to me. I know I built with a lot of y'all out there at Bar Red, but, yeah, we trying to expand the Southwest stage. So. For sure, for sure. Yeah, hopefully I won't be smacked. No, I'm, of course. What's your social Yo, I'm media? Just P100, J-U-S-P-100, the black man. is Google me, search me. I'm out there. I'm everywhere. You heard? And what's your um, social media there, L? All right, so it's L underscore D-A underscore Sensei, S-E. S E N S E I. So my other page was hacked. So unfollow Sensei from NJ. Okay. The new one, E L underscore D A underscore S E N S E I, Elder Sensei, and I'm there. Come check me out. There you have it. Once yeah. again, it's your boy Joe Thunder, the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast. Smoking Elder Joe. Sensei. Yeah. Smoking Joe. Master of Ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just P. Just P. Check them out, man. They got that hot Dylon fire. <laughs> Later.